0: you have tuned into that girl jenna kurosawa i'm streaming live from facebook facebook youtube and i'm recording my podcast on anchor fm at any point in time you're consuming this content day night evening morning twilight dusk dawn i can truly only hope that you're having a good day and as a disclaimer early on in advance um i genuinely apologize if i waste your time so, like I said, I am that girl, Jenna Carasoa and you've tuned into my podcast. Let me just give you a quick recap from yesterday. Um, got my little notebook here. Let me hurry up and jump into it. I got a lot of cool talking points. Um, but yes, as a recap from yesterday... Um, We discussed more about the concerns of forgiveness and learning when to trust again. Went through some scripture verses to kind of give us some more context. I brought up structure and order and the necessity for consistency. Um, Some things in history, some things that have been well established you don't need to mess with. I brought up the Dancing with the Stars example and uh, the same-sex dance couple. Uh, There is plenty of space and opportunity for creative outlets and creative styles but certain things I feel like you know need to be consistent like you know the skeletal system that carries you around the foundation of the earth some things just don't need to change but if you want to hear more about that please listen to yesterday's podcast I'll give you more of an explanation and then also essentially you know we talk about build back better I say yeah we need to build back better that means to be better and that is um very, very important for each individual person in your life to make those decisions to essentially be better. And there's nothing that the government can do or any person can do to make you. It's your choice. And ultimately, it makes the entire society better when you choose to be better. So that was my talking points for yesterday. But today, um, I want to bring up some interesting things from my past, I had subscribed to a newsletter, Freedom From Religion, by um, a group of atheists, and I want to talk about my experience reading the newsletters from them, and my take on their understanding of the faith and their understanding of the separation of church and state. Also, I'm going to talk about why there are so many religions and lastly I felt that since today is my 20th episode of my podcast I'm super excited I wanted to reintroduce myself if I have any new listeners I wanted to go over the mission statement and essentially explain you know, why we're here what I'm trying to accomplish, what I'm doing, why my talking points are so broad, it may seem like I'm all over the place, but it's all very very related and ultimately it just boils back to building strong family units and strong family connections through learning about the world around us in different forms of media, different forms of politics and lifestyles and backgrounds, all focused on building strong family units. So I said that I subscribe to um, freedom from religion I forgot who the founder is um, dude I wish I would have oh gosh is it a guy it's not important right now I'll pop it up and I'll put it in the details later on but the point that I want to make is I was at a point in time where I was um, kind of a libertarian I really wanted to align myself with the completely um, balanced state of mind and approaching politics. I didn't want to be an extremist on any side. I wanted to be very, very objective and allow people to practice and exercise their faith and understanding of the constitution and the world around them and to separate religion and politics. So I as a Christian, I subscribed to this newsletter and um There was a glitch and somehow i managed to get at least a few more um copies than i was originally supposed to get i was only supposed to receive one and they kept sending me them so i kept reading them and very very informative i appreciate that you know there's a community out there of people who um collectively don't believe in anything and they somehow um, have amassed this great um, amount of coordination to compile these pieces of information they you know people submitting their personal stories um, their experiences with religion and how they were offended by it and how people were overstepping their bounds and how they had to step into school systems and um, stop religious groups from doing things or stop people from having public displays of their faith in different events that you know they felt was unnecessary that it was infringing on the atheists and their um, way of doing life. They didn't want to be introduced by anything. And admittedly, I, I can understand their frustration. It's like, you just want to go about your life. You don't want to be bothered. You want to have your, your politics without worrying about other people's personal issues and their personal opinions. Like, if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in anything else, you don't want to hear about it. And again, I, in theory, like I said, I was going on with that. I was reading it. I was learning it. And I was definitely, you know, at one point in time, a supporter. So, you know, I, I get where they're coming from. You don't, know, you want to be left alone. And, and I was, you know, I was on board with that. So this is where I started to, to change my opinion on what their objective and mission statement was when I was going through some of the personal testimonies that people submitted and there was the Samaritan's Purse, the shoe boxes that they collect and um, during Christmas time. And that's an opportunity for you to compile things for children in other countries or other parts of the world. Um, I don't know if they, I'm sure they, they address issues within the United States, but the objective is to reach out to children specifically in different countries, giving them, you know, whether it's toiletries cute little toys, crafts, things to brighten their day, something to bring encouragement and a smile to a child's face. Someone who may not have certain, you know, the the Western luxuries that we take for granted, different parts of the world, um, different pockets, may not have these items. And also it was an opportunity for um, children in the school systems and in your community to learn about compassion and learn about charity and to kind of, you know, go outside of yourself and think about someone else's need, like sacrificing a little bit of your luxuries and sharing it with someone else who may never have this. So I was like, the situation was because of the religious origins, um, a, a, a family when they found out that their child was participating in the Samaritan's Purse or that the school was collecting donations. And they heard that it was affiliated with a Christian organization. They did what they needed to do. I felt, or they felt to stop it. They shut it down. So the following year, they actually did not have the um, operation Shoebox. Samaritan's Purse if I'm remembering all the titles correctly so to me that was like wait a second okay so because of the loose association with a Christian organization you shut down an opportunity to bless or help or aid children around the world because you wanted to keep religion out of the schools and what's really frustrating is that if you were to connect a lot of the organizations and things that you support, you'd find that a lot of them have a religious connection and ties. The thing that really upset me was more so was I just felt that that was extremely petty. And I know there's a lot of Christians and a lot of other people out there of different religious faith backgrounds who are just as petty. they will find things to nitpick at and critique and complain because it's not in alignment with their faith or their lack of faith and just thinking about that it was just was that really necessary like what is the ultimate objective and end goal for these people is it were they forcing religion on the kid were they forcing them to read the scriptures and read the bible and say you have to be a believer in jesus christ to submit these donations to children in need i felt like that was the, to me that struck Accord because so many times our children are going through society not understanding their sense of purpose or why they're here. They're just like, oh well, you know, if we're we were just here by accident and we're a bunch of animals essentially, then it's like what what doth life? Why do I care? And this would have been a great opportunity for a child to be a little bit of self, you know, to to exemplify a little bit of selflessness and extend compassion and charity. But because of their being so adamant about keeping religion out of everything, they, I believe, let to believe that you've potentially stunted a lot of ch- um, children's development. They didn't get that opportunity to, you know, to give charitably. I just, that was a little bit over the top. And then what really pushed me over the edge with this particular group is the more I got more into my faith and understanding what it means to be a Christian, because I was, you know, still a new mom during that phase, trying to understand politics and the balance of everything. It hit me one day. These children are told, you go to school, you work hard, you make your money, you take care of your family, you enjoy your life. And I got to the point of like, what what would I tell a child who's going through a hardship, who's experienced something traumatic, a loved one dying, getting into an accident, or just, you know, a breakup with a boyfriend, something that would be very, very demoralizing or earth shattering to a child you know you can't compare one person's crisis to another so if a child a high school student whatever experiences a breakup or friendship falls apart you know it's it's a big deal and i just got to thinking because i called them to cancel the subscription say hey i don't want any more of your magazines or your your newsletters because i told the woman on the phone why it was saying like stop sending me this i'm like What are we going to tell people and young children, young adults, what the point of this life is? Like, you've got nothing to look forward to. You've got no hope. You can sit here and say, oh, you know, it's good to be a good person and to help people in the community and, like, to love your neighbor and, like, you know, like, why? Like, if you're going back just to the bare minimum, the basics of our humanity, um... Some people would argue that the reason why we have our societal structures and we care about other people is because it's it's easier. It makes the world work when you can get along. It's just a natural progression that we've discovered that, um, hey, you know, if I treat someone with respect, they're going to treat me with respect. And if you work together with someone, you have mutual understandings and agreements, then everything's copesthetic, everything's kosher, everything's, you know, peace and love. And I'm like, okay, so what if you got someone who doesn't you know share your level of concern and compassion What if they're like well i don't think that's a priority or think or like they want to focus on their happiness above someone else's needs and happiness um you're just going to go back to your primitive state of mind you know survival of the fittest uh I, we see that happening that's one of the issues i keep bringing up with them um, when people say do what makes you happy it's like, well,, um, when someone else's happiness starts to impede on someone else's safety and well-being, it's kind of like what stops the person? like where where is your moral compass? What defines what is good and what is right? Like where do you get that foundation and understanding? That's where I'm coming at with with the atheist. Specifically, the ones who are so adamant about anything that's associated with religion needs to get shut down and stay and kept out of the public. When we have people that are so adamant about that, you you are allowing the people who really don't care at all who have no concern of other people's happiness and well-being. You're allowing them to continue to do what they want, to to go into the court systems and legislate things for, you know, altering the age of consent, Um, giving more free passes to repeat sexual offenders, allowing them out of the prison systems earlier instead of serving their times. Uh, Because what it boils down to is if there is nothing that's gonna be a, a hard foundational principle that we can all agree on, if that is arbitrary and is based off of whatever you feel like, like playing that game of golf I mentioned yesterday, where it's like there is no golf ball. You just say, I, I'm playing the game, I'm envisioning where the ball's going in my head and this is the way I'm gonna play. It's gonna be completely arbitrary, whatever rules I want, And that's just how it is. That's pretty much the what you have set up for society. If you don't have a hard moral principle or grounding of why you care, like, you can't sit here and convince me that love and the feelings that you have are there because, sorry, we have a higher consciousness. We are not just physical mammals. We're not just animals. We can make you know, moral decisions and there's something, something out there that is driving this force in us. So I told the woman straight up, like, dude, you're setting up these kids for failure. You know, there is no hope. They've got nothing to look forward to other than their own efforts, their own their own life for the purpose and sake of themselves to work hard to die and accomplish things on earth and then you die that's that's pretty much what you're telling the kids that there's what what again what what's the point who's to say um, what one person considers very very important and something to preserve and take care of another person's like well i don't see it that way so i don't know i'm going to do my own thing and then when you have a lot of people saying i'm going to do my own thing and i don't care then it gets that's when you bring in the indifference and then with the indifference comes people who have a very, very specific objective. And then that will take over. I'm sorry, man. The evil out there needs to be combated with something. The darkness needs to be combated with the light. And if you don't know what the light is and you don't know where the light's coming from, again, I find it very, very difficult to sit here quietly and allow the indifference, allow the libertarian type of you know, do what is right in your eyes and what makes you happy. That, I'm sorry, you need to make some things, you need to have a concrete, hard decision. So, like I said, I subscribe to that newsletter, Freedom From Religion, and I understand that you can't get religion all muddled up in politics, but at the same time, though, you cannot. That that position needs to be carried over to the churches as well. The, the government can't be up in the churches telling the, the churches how to conduct their church services. If someone comes in saying, well, I want you to change it for my like understanding or my lifestyle, it's like, um, no, the separation of church and state, you can't come in here and make us change those rules to fit someone else's narrative or agenda. So that needs to be respected as well. And ultimately, um, I'm sorry, you can't have freedom from religion because um, you are living, you are living and walking on the greatest act of faith by believing in nothing. And you're just ultimately you're hurting yourselves. You're hurting every other, every person when you're shutting them down from expressing their religious freedoms and rights. In addition to that, there are some things that people want to argue and say, oh, well, you know what, keep your religion off my body You know, with the abortion discussion. I'm like, dude, it's at a point in time it's not even religion we're talking about. It's literally like life and death. It's literally like if you... That makes more sense, though. If you're an atheist, you should... It makes sense for you to be in favor of abortion. And that is the destruction of human life. And if you aren't concerned about preserving human life, then you're not, it's like, I don't understand what your purpose is then either. And that's where I'm like, yeah, that's where I got to draw a hard line. That's why I'm like structure, order, balance. There's a purpose for everything. Um, We are electric beings. We got energy in us. The moment of conception, there is a spark of light. There is electrical synopses and whatever connection, neurological connections, and they don't stop. They never stop from the very, very beginning. That person's life is already established through the electrical connections, the cell growth and development. This Human cells, the cells are human. They're not they're nothing else. They're just human and they're rapidly reproducing and growing and guess what it doesn't stop until you die so if you want to talk about abortion and like oh it's a religious thing don't bring no it's not a religious thing okay it is literally about humanity and i guess it it does make a lot more sense if you're an atheist to have this primitive animal mindset Well, survival of the fittest I'm like, uh, no, that's not, not what we're about. It's not survival of the fittest. It's like everyone, the strength in numbers, the diversity. The human body is made up of cells, it's made up of the muscle tissues, the ligaments, uh, so many different things, bones. It's complex. It's like, a, you know, the movie Osmosis Jones, you have an entire civilization in your body, and then the humans, each individual human makes up another body. The Bible talks about um, the nation of Israel and God speaks to these people as the entire nation as his first son, as a child. And we all have a very, very crucial and vital part in the development of our, our world and going back down smaller scale to their communities to our families and to ourselves and we are connected to something bigger. If you want to give it a different title, yeah, you're free to do that, but I will not stand here um, and align myself with um, an atheist who will intentionally try to, um, keep people, especially young adults, children and teenagers from experiencing or being allowed to experience something beyond their own understanding because you want to limit yourself and keep yourself in some um, little mental matrix to make you feel safe you're going off of a lot of faith right there and good luck to you you know so for the people out there who subscribe to um, freedom from religion Good luck to you good luck to you in the afterlife because um, I don't know what you're what you're fighting for I don't even know why you're trying to say a lie because w- what's the point oh to be happy to work hard cool and then and then what what are you gonna tell the kids like what's the purpose of it like I really I can't think of any other reason why so that's my little tidbit there my little not tidbit my little segment on the freedom from religion and how dude I'm not okay with that but whatever. Let me continue talking. So oftentimes uh, people ask, why are there so many religions? And my response is like, why are there so many ice cream flavors? You know, it's not the best analogy. I'm not going to sit here and say, I have the, all the answers of why there's so many different subgroups within the Christian faith, within the Muslim faith, within um, the Judeo faith, like the um, the Buddhist um, new age religions any type of you know magic out there lots and lots and lots of things things that um, I've never even heard of things I won't even go into I mean if you're a fan of sublime um, I'm sure that <clears throat> that song strikes a chord with you. I don't practice Santeria. Yeah, I certainly don't. I, I certainly don't got no crystal ball, you know. But I'm sure the the masses of people know that there's a lot more going on that meets the eye. So when I talk to my atheist people out there, I'm just like, I can even agree with some, some pagans and some witches. Like, there, there's more out there. You're missing out. You might want to get a scoop of ice cream and, you know get in the only thing that i can say about like i say why are there so many different religions um there's so many different personality types there's so many different types of people there's so much creativity there's by you know diversity um ultimately i mean there can only be one so i mean you have to go to the ultimate ice cream maker I guess. I don't know. It's not a very good analogy. The point I'm trying to make, though, is if you're willing and open to actually figuring out what it is that the human body is, human, the man, the woman, what we actually are, I think that would be a very, very crucial first step. But um, me being a Christian, I have to be um, a Christian apologetic and that's not apologizing it's um, I'm going to say apologetic it's more of um, explaining or a defense or um, a cause explaining the cause or the reason why we are or we believe what we believe so for the people out there um, who have their different faith backgrounds and understanding like, if you're set and you're content in what you believe, then that's good on you. But my biggest argument and why I do, um, pick this particular faith and why I do believe it is the, um, the one that will get you, I guess you want to say, um, the past to the afterlife to, um, to have this lifelong, non-stop party, essentially. Let me explain it to you. It's like most people, when they look at a great leader, their focus is on strength, ability. It's oftentimes people are focused on, you know, we need to see swift action. We need to see vengeance and... The thing about Christ, you know, like he just came as a man to um, some no-name family in this town of Nazareth. Does anything good from come from Nazareth? To a carpenter, lived very, very quiet, humble life. When he was going in before he got crucified, you know, he was riding on what was it, a colt of a donkey or something not on a horse, not over here trying to be, you know, impressionable. He didn't fight for his life. He didn't try to defend himself. He allowed himself to be, you know, taken and to be used. His objective was to serve. Like, him coming down to earth, like I say, you know, God's this energy, he's this thought thing, he's his brain, and then Jesus is kind of like the avatar of God. And it's like he went through and he conducted himself in a way that was not trying to, um, he didn't go in there trying to take over and rule. He was there trying to demonstrate how to actually like live life on earth and how people are going to respond to you. They're not going to be nice and friendly. They're not going to smile and give you welcomings. There There were plenty of people who did welcome him and he had friends and he made a lot of impact. He, he offended a lot of people. That's another thing people don't realize. Is like, they always think Jesus is all, like he's all peace, love, and happiness like a hippie. No, he made some people mad. He said some offensive things. He did not follow a lot of the laws, a lot of the earthly laws. He was uncon- unconventional. But he didn't do it in a way that was like, I'm going, I'm here to rule and take over and, you know, stomp on people's heads and, like, you know, show up or turn up whatever. The approach was he had a servant's heart. He literally washed his disciples' feet. Like he took these these men walking around in the dirt all day and he washed their feet. You know, he went and hung out with the people that other people wouldn't hang out with, the sinners, the tax collectors. He was able to go around lepers and heal them. Um, a woman with the um, the issue with the bleeding was able to, Healing to her didn't feel as if anyone was not worth his time. I mean, there's pe- people who weren't even of the same religion or the same um, class. They're turning to Jesus and El oh, know, please heal my daughter or heal my servant. Willing to go to people, meet them at their level, and he just showed the example of how you should conduct yourself in society. You don't have to be. Um, the most richest, most influential person and he also brings up the the whole thing like you know, having the faith of a child and it's not because, you know oh, because they're children they're easily impressionable and it's easy to manipulate them into controlling them. A lot of people who grow up and become atheists, their argument is like, I didn't like the idea of my parents brainwashing me and I didn't want to brainwash my children and control them. So they're an atheist or I'm an atheist and I'm going to allow my parents, my children to make their own choices, their children to make their own choices. And I'm thinking you said that you're, you, you were brainwashed as a child, but now you're an adult and you've made the, the choice to not follow that faith. So I don't think it worked. You're, you're pretty much explaining that your parents introduced you to the faith, they raised you in the faith and you walked away. And that's usually what happens. You, you're you giving an introduction, that's what a parent's job is to do. So you're not brainwashed if you can walk away from it. The only thing though is you're not giving your child an opportunity to hear something different because you have made your choice and you're making that choice for your child. So. I mean, you can do that, and that's where it is, but don't don't accuse your parents of brainwashing you um, by introducing you to the faith. Again though, talking more about the Jesus and how he how he connected with people and just willingly went out of his way to go be these people and everywhere he went he made an impression but not being obnoxious and loud and so yeah let me just go ahead and stop there though because um, I'll save that for another day and go into more detail about why there's so many religions out there and why there's so many faith groups and religious practices and traditions Um, we could spend a lot of time talking about that but like I said as a Christian apologetic Um, I feel like, you know what, uh, it makes the most sense really, but I'm sure most people say that about their faith understanding. Um, I appreciate the ice cream dude. The world is hot and the people who have the faith and whatever faith it is, we're enjoying the ice cream. We're getting cooled off. We're appreciating the different flavors and for that, um, yeah, a shout out to all the people out there who um who are enjoying their ice cream out there. And they think on the sidelines are confused. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going, Nikki? I hope you're doing well. I know I am, personally. Because, like I said, it is the 20th episode. Uh, and I'm super excited because um I'm going to explain to you why I'm here. And why I still keep coming on every single night at 1123 or... Twenty-three, twenty-three, and i'll continue with that so like i said it is episode 20 let me reintroduce myself no one knows who i am or why i'm doing this if you your first time ever listening well you have tuned into that girl jenna caruso uh it is a privilege and honor to have an opportunity to talk to people a little bit about myself i had twins and after I had twins my hormones of course were on the haywire side I wasn't I'm sure a lot of people would say oh, you had baby blues you know or postpartum depression to me I wouldn't call it depression because it didn't feel as if um, my life was hopeless and there was no purpose and I was just really really sad it was something else it was me um, getting really in tune with I guess, you know, because of all the hormones, really understanding what it was to be a a woman, the the strong feminine connection to the world. Any story that came up about um, a woman being hurt, a woman being, you know, in a vulnerable position, um, stories about delivery and pregnancies, things like that, um, it really, really stuck to me it made the, the feelings were so extreme and it made me feel just very sad and depressed. Not so much for, um, not me, but I began to really, really understand the magnitude and how difficult it was for the course of all mankind, especially for women, how hard it has been and understanding the the amount of strength and work that goes into being female and bringing and carrying life into the world, I just saw things in a completely different light. And I began to see how society perceived women and the treatment of them. And I just became extremely more in tune with why the world is the way it is and how it works. And I just was not comfortable you know, I felt as if there was so much that people weren't, um, I guess voices weren't getting heard and just for the first time in my life, really understanding why a lot of the feminists were upset and angry about the injustices that had happened over the years, over the centuries. I began to really see and appreciate the sacrifice that my family and members of my family had made and um, members of my husband's family had made. I began to really, really get a a true sense and understanding of the vital imperative um, necessity to protect and preserve human life and to really protect and preserve the women who carry these children it was a daily it was like a daily obsession where i I got to the point where i'm like i don't i was like i was mad at god i'm like why did you make women you know why did you make females it seems as if um to the world and to the, you know, the patriarch that we are inferior, that we have been a burden and an inconvenience to society. And I was just like, you know, I became um, a social justice warrior. It's like, this is, there's so many things that are unfair. And just, I was questioning my faith. I was questioning, you know, understanding Like, why was I raised in this? Like, you know, it was, I wasn't going to be an atheist, but I was not going to sit there and be happy calling myself a Christian and then knowing the history of what has happened to women over the years, you know? So that's actually the same time that I subscribed to that newsletter because I'm like, I am so uncomfortable in my state of mind in the world and how it's working, that yeah, I went out to an atheist magazine or newsletter with freedom from religion, and I wanted to understand. I started to listen to um, a podcast called Is- Issues, etc. So, if anyone wants to check out Issues, etc., I listened to that like around the clock there are so many different talking points. They brought up issues about, you know, feminism, politics, um, how to raise children in this era, in this society. They brought up the history of a lot of things. And without this particular podcast, I probably would not have been exposed or been given such vital and useful information that has put me in a position of like, okay, I get it now. I understand. So I was reaching out to different audiences. I was reaching out to different platforms. It wasn't just the um, issues, etc. podcast. I went out to the atheist. I was studying different religions. I was looking up the history of the feminist movement, the history of pro-life and pro-choice. I, I went out there and searched, you know, I was raising young children. I was a stay at home mom and I was like, this, this is terrible for women. I can see why so many are out there like, you know, screw men, screw this world, screw the patriarchy. You guys don't care. You're treating us like cattle. You know, like one of the issues was about, I got really offended about was, um, was dress code. Oftentimes we hear about going to church. Young women are the ones Encouraged to dress modest, you know for the sake of the men and I'm like, excuse me. No, it is not my Responsibility, you know, I'm it's like no like I'm not gonna change how I look or how I dressed You know like things like that. I was like I'm gonna just do whatever I have to do and I was like really really, you know, I Guess you could call it womanly or hysterical or whatever fancy word out there. I was definitely one of those, I was like, this is just not cool. And I had to force myself. I literally had to force myself to get out of that state of mind. And like, I'm not going to sit here with these uncomfortable feelings. Like I want to learn. I want to understand. So now today, several years later, roughly four years later, I'm I'm doing my podcast now. It's called That Girl, Jenna Kirasoa. I'm using Anchor FM right now, Facebook Live and YouTube, and I'm working on a website. My objective now is um to give people good valuable information that will help to not only empower you whether you're male or female because this isn't I don't agree with the battle of the sexes. I don't want to stand too hard on one position. Like we need to find the balance and complement one another and ultimately it comes back to a strong family unit, and there's so many things that encompasses what that looks like. So, if some people are like, "Well, you know, it's kind of broad," your what you bring to the table, your talking points, it, it seems like you're all over the place. I'm like, I mean, if that's how you want to interpret it, that's how you want to interpret it. But the reality is, the human race is very, very broad. With so many different ideas and perspectives and cultures and thought processes and understandings, you know, perceptions. So, there's a lot to be said on a lot of the topics. It comes from politics. Sometimes I'll bring up movies or music or books. You know, I'll bring up the Bible, I'll bring up faith, I'll bring up religion, I'll bring up the laws, I'll bring up the order. And there's humor there's a lot to laugh about there's a lot of things to marvel at and to be in awe over one of my biggest things is um i like the movie american beauty because of that quote and i you know family guys laughed and joked about it and i've laughed and joked where the character he's filming a plastic bag floating around in the wind and he's just going off in his little monologue Like, sometimes I feel there's just so much beauty in the world, like, you know, I can't take it. And I've come to a point in my life where I say that, and I'm like, dude, like, do you know how many different flavors of ice cream there are out there? I'm not going to be able to try every single one. Do you know how many beautiful places there are to travel and look at? So many different pieces of nature. So much artwork. You know, everyone has so much talent. There's so many different food dishes. I keep talking about french fries. Like, you can't... There's so many different types of french fries out there. I recently had pork fries, which was bomb. Like, I love chili cheese fries, and I love carne asada fries. And I'm sure there's other french fries out there. Like, I'm sure someone has made pastrami fries. Like, I'm thinking, like, it would be bomb to have some fries. And, like, with the pastrami and, like, some sauerkraut Thousand Island dressing or something. Um, maybe put it on, like, a... a I don't know a bed of cabbage or something. There's this place I used to go to, Chuck Wagon, and um, they had chili cheese fries, and they, you know, they it would sit on top of like lettuce or something, and I absolutely loved that, you know, combination. There's just such an extensive variety of food and drinks. Like I'm a drink maker. Like I make. Uh, I've worked at a smoothie places. I've worked at a coffee place. Anytime someone wants to come over, I'm usually the um, the amateur bartender. I don't measure my shots, you know. I'm actually thinking about getting into um, possibly considering wines a little bit, maybe selling wine, thinking about it and preying on it. But, again, there's there's so many different types of wines. Like, I can't keep up. That's why I'm sorry. Like, I know that there's more to come after this time here on earth there's there's not enough time to experience what this world has to offer and I don't want to waste any time not enjoying it or appreciating it and I want to bring to surface some of these truths and some of these beautiful things of the world at the same time though there's a lot of like There's a lot of shit in the way. You got to be like an archaeologist and you got to dig some of that stuff up. You got to unearth some uncomfortable things. So for you to truly get the benefits and the value out of this earth and out of this land, you have to work at it. You know, we're talking constantly about pursuing happiness. Through the work is when you generate the feelings of purpose and accomplishment and you get the feelings of happiness. And all of that goes to something it's not we're not here just doing it temporarily for no reason you know and with the beautiful parts of this world there's unfortunately a lot of dark and a lot of evil and we need to bring out these things and unearth them so oftentimes i bring out some negative things some heavy stuff some depressing things everyone's like why are you always so negative why are you always dwelling on the stuff i'm like i figure i might as be the one to focus on it bring it to your attention so you can do with it as you will you take the information you learn something you grow you pass this information on to someone else and that person learned and they grow and hope hopefully ultimately the objective is to bring attention to things that people may not have been aware of like for me the biggest issues with the feminine stuff talking about life and death abortion um a lot of times we don't understand things. So instead of us searching for the answers, we just hold on to our feelings and we harbor them. And then we just become angry and bitter. And then we treat the person we feel like is causing these offenses as the enemy. When oftentimes we really just don't understand one another, you know, like, so I bring up a lot of men's issues because having several conversations with um, the husband and the other men out there, Oftentimes, it's like we just kind of are misinterpreting one another. So, with these podcasts and the websites and the blogs, and like I said, issues, etc. And there's another gentleman that I listen to, and I highly recommend that people get into him. He's um, Reverend Fisk. Um, he is another person that I listen to. He's been a he was a guest on Issues, etc. A lot, you know, Pastor Fisk, and that's I attribute him greatly to understanding, to my understanding of the world that we live in, and I appreciate him and his ministry and other pastors that I've listened to over the years for um, essentially grounding me, you know, not grounding me as like you're in time out, but like bringing me down to earth and saying, hey, 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 let us, let us reason together. Let us, let us give each other information so you can further understand and you're not being held captive by your your anger or your resentment and a lot of times it just simply comes down to not understanding or i mean a lot of people do have legitimate grievances and they've been traumatized and they've been hurt so there needs to be a healing process and that's why i like to unearth things and things can be very painful people get angry people get offended your feelings are not are not nice. Your feelings are alerting you. Your feelings, if, if it hurts, it's trying to tell you something. That means you're growing. That means you're changing. It's forcing you to change. You know, imagine a tree getting cut, you know, getting pruned. These things are not easy. It's not easy to go through some of these things, but they need to be talked about. Sometimes attention needs to be brought to so many things. So that is why I do what I do. This is why I am here. This is why I care. This is some of my journey, some of my life that I've gone through has set me in this position where I am today to come here and talk to you guys and to everyone who's listening at any point in time. And that's why I genuinely say I apologize if you can't take anything from what I've said or shared. You know, if I, if you felt like that was a waste of my time, I really apologize for that because that's not the intent. The intent is to help you to grow and to become a better person for your families to grow stronger, which ultimately brings out a better community and society for everyone. So that's why we're here. That is why I do what I do. And I need to quickly close because I wanted to bring up an announcement that I'm going to share for tomorrow's podcast. I will be streaming tomorrow at eleven twenty three or twenty twenty three and continuing with these podcasts. And I came across this tweet and I'm glad that I'd stumbled upon it because I was a huge fan of Cory Bush. Well I actually I wouldn't say a huge fan. I was in support of her because she had expressed her concerns as a black woman and her experience of um, you know, having nearly losing her children in delivery, and the doctors not being able to really help her, and she felt like, you know, that was a complete violation of her rights, which it is, you know, black women are experiencing, um, some of the highest mortality rates, especially postpartum or during baby, you know, and that's something that needs to be discussed and talked about, so... That is why I did share and support a lot of her content, but I came across a quote from her tweet, from her Twitter today, discussing that she had an abortion and it was a product of, um, you know, a resort of, you know, sexual assault and it ended in abortion. So... And she quoted saying, and I'm not ashamed, and she's going to talk about her full story. So my discussion, really fast, I'm just going to give you a little preview, but I'm going to talk about it in extensive detail tomorrow, because it all stems back to why we are here. My question is, why are you so upset that the doctors didn't really help you with the second pregnancy? Your baby was premature and almost died, and they weren't listening to you. Why are you so upset? You shouldn't be. Because, yes, you had a sexual assault, you conceived, and then you had an abortion, and you're not ashamed of that. What which what is the difference between the children, though? Is my question. Like you've got. One baby here that was, you know, a product of that circumstance. And then another baby that you had that was your choice, that you wanted to have. But then the doctors weren't doing what you wanted to save that child's life. The other child that was there, you chose to have that child's life ended. And then the one over here, like, it's it's the same. It's a child's life. Um, you can't pick and choose you know, but that's not how it works. You want to force that. That's what the argument is. You want to pick and choose when that child's life has value. That's the argument here. A lot of pro-lifers are like, could you tell if both children were born and you're going about your life conducting yourself and your children are just growing up? Let's say both of those children live. I mean." Yeah, other she has children that are alive, but if the other one was not aborted, could any person look at them and say, "Oh, that was that was a product of a sexual assault baby right there"? If no one talked about it, if you were able to get the treatment, if you were able to get the support and the care, if you were able to have someone come alongside you during that pregnancy, my question to you is, the child that was a product of both conceptions would their value and worth be any different that's my question so i'm going to talk about that more tomorrow i'm going to get off now that's my closing um, you've been listening to that girl jenna kira on anchor fm facebook live and youtube it is my 20th episode i'm going to be out here all the time talking i have a blog on blogspot i'm on tiktok i'm on twitter instagram pinterest Website to come, the website is going to have um, a lot more videos and resources, things where you can get some good information at a click of a finger or of your mouse or whatever you're using. Lots of good content. I will be out here. The only time I don't do a stream is on Sundays, that is the Lord's day, I'll be going to church And for you, everyone out there, um, at any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're having a good day. And if I have wasted your time, well, that's the only thing I'm going to apologize for. If I've offended you, sorry, I can't control your feelings. So with that, have a good night and God's peace.